Hi, Luca. Today I have a special guest, my good friend Luca Lamporiello, and we're going to talk about new stuff chat, GPT, AI, artificial intelligence, all the different ways that technology is going to affect language learning. Luca, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Nice to see you, Steve, as always. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Now, you being the globetrotter that you are, where do we find you? It's just today? my place in Rome, you know, it's just a, my simple place in Rome okay. here. I'm going to be here for a little bit and okay. then I'm going to be traveling uh, quite a lot this summer. Uh -huh. um, so, we hear these buzzwords, chat, GPT, AI, I don't know, Web 3.0. And, and then on the other hand, you hear these people saying, well, technology is going to make it unnecessary to learn languages. Where do you stand on all this stuff? Have you used any of it or are you using aspects of artificial intelligence in your language learning? So um, I'm using as, as you are using like the Internet in general um, and more specifically, mm -hmm. if you ask me specifically about artificial intelligence tools, I think at the end of the day, we, we've been using them for a long time. Let me give an example of that. Google right. Translate or DeepL uh, or all these systems that where you can, for example, Link, uh, LinkQ does that as well. You just click on a word. Yeah. You, behind that, there's algorithms that process the information and transforms that information from one language to the other. So we've been using that apart from chat right. GPT, which is a new thing, but we've been using technology and artificial intelligence for a long time. Uh, now, let me tell you this, um, as you yourself yeah. say in a lot of videos, um, this is the golden era uh, of language learning, nothing it like n never, never in, in, in uh, modern history have his language learning become so easy to actually do, right? So, uh, Absolutely. I, so I believe that technology is facilitating the acquisition of any language. Nowadays, we have a wealth of possibilities, but we also have to take into account that we still learn with our brain. Whatever happens when it comes to language learning happens here in our head. So right, I think right. one thing we have to take into account is, uh, you know, I think we have to educate ourselves and also educate the next generation to use the tools that we have for our benefit, because uh, it, the Internet and also the artificial intelligence has pros and cons like everything. So it's up to us to understand how to use it, um, you know, to to learn languages better and in general to have a better life. Absolutely. And uh, and we'll get into chat GPT, but I mean, text-to-speech uh, obviously is an application of uh, uh, artificial intelligence. Um, you know, and I'm on link, if I click on a word, I can hear it. Artificial voice. I wouldn't use that for uh, any long period of text, but if I come across a word in Arabic and I can't figure out how to pronounce it, I just click on it and I hear it. So text-to-speech. Dictation. Uh, we can use dictation now on our various devices. Uh, also, just to find stuff on the internet, you know, find content. Also, like I'll find, I get podcast in the language I'm learning and I'll put it on an automatic transcription website to get a transcript. It's 90%. It's not ideal, but it's better than nothing. Otherwise, there's just too many words there that I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, there's all kinds of, and when I, and just get getting back to what you said about this being the golden age, 50 years ago, before you were born, 
uh, I would be scouring the bookstores to find a book which maybe had a glossary behind each chapter so that I could possibly read this thing in Chinese. And every two weeks or month, I'd go back to the bookstores hoping there was something new. This was in Hong Kong. And now you don't have to do that. You just find whatever you want on the internet. Agreed. Um, you know, that reminds me of myself when I was trying to learn um, English back in the day or French or even Dutch. And that was like almost 30 years ago, well, 25 years ago. And it was a different world. And I also remember 15 years ago when I started learning Chinese, even if uh, I use Link Q, I have to thank you for creating Link Q because mm -hmm. it's just, I, I almost learned Chinese exclusively through that. Now, the thing wow, is, wow. When, when I was using, uh, I first used Asimil to get a foundation, but then I used exclusively uh, right. Link Q. Now, the thing that happened back then is that I was not using the, I should have, I was not using, you know, you can click and you can see words. What I was doing is I was also printing uh, the scripts, and then I had this small right. vocabulary, and I was trying to painstakingly understand everything, which was very labor a very laborious process. Nowadays, right. you can get right. a, you, you, can, you can go on Link, or you can just, download stuff and you can translate it and you can have an artificial uh, you know a voice read it if you want in another language it's amazing what we can do nowadays so absolutely um, amazing it, it, it's it's mind mind-blowing uh, I, I think that a lot of people do not still know I still believe that and I I, I strongly believe that we have as educators, we have to help people understand how to use these tools. Because again, I've been, for example, uh, I was in Bergamo, I was invited in Bergamo in Northern Italy, and I talked to hundreds right. and hundreds of students, and they have amazing tools, but most of the time, unfortunately, because I saw it firsthand and I talked to some of them, most of, of the time, the, the time they spend, not all of them, of course, those who want to learn, they will learn, but a lot of them are sucked in this rabbit hole of Instagram, of TikTok. And if I oh, were, yeah. if I could go back, if I could go back to, uh, to when I was 15, I would learn all the time with these tools, it would be amazing. So again, there's always a dark side to things. It's like uh, nowadays we have a lot of tools, a lot of possibilities, a lot of language learning materials, for example, but people still get stuck in the paradox of choice. What do I choose? They, they're still not sure. And when it comes to tools, they don't know how to uh, use them. There's this a word that I recently stumbled upon in a, in a French uh, newspaper. It was infobesity or something like that. It's too much information out oh, yeah. there, you know? So, um, yes. Um, and going back yeah, to what you were I mean, saying before, to be, to, yeah. going back to what you were saying before about using, um, you know, using technology, I've been experimenting with this. There's so many things you can actually do with uh, a combination of text, audio, and translation, and also platforms mm -hmm. that can help you uh, decipher the meaning of words. So um, it's just mind blowing. It has. My, the, the way I'm learning languages is speeding up because of this. And I see that the people who use them to their own benefit, they know how to learn. They're going to be right. the winners, the winners of tomorrow, so to speak. Right. Now, I think there's sort of two types of learners, the, the people who aren't necessarily as keen as we are. And I think for those people, uh, some of the things that Duolingo has introduced is a certain level of gamification. Uh, I know now at Link we've got this sentence review where we have these matching pairs or you have to reassemble a sentence and I think that, can, I'm not sure because I'm not involved in the development but I think we stole that idea from Duolingo although we deal with actual meaningful sentences but you have to get people engaged at some level so 
eventually, of course, we want to be listening to 15 minute podcasts with transcript, looking up words and we're into meaty stuff. But, but initially to get people engaged, maybe the Instagram or the Duolingo or some of those things are good for giving people sort of instant sense of achievement, instant, you know, short-term gratification that gets them committed to learning languages. Would you agree? I agree and disagree at the same time, meaning that I honestly think, okay. you know, to, to put it in Stephen Krashen's word, I, I know we both appreciate Stephen Krashen, um, oh, yeah. things like apps like Duolingo. Now, I heard that it improved, but I'm not just talking about Duolingo. Just think about flashcards or things that you do mm-hmm. that maybe create that sense of like give you that shot of dopamine and you think, okay, I've done that. The reality though is that these are not really um, acquisition rich and like it's not acquisition rich environment. What do I mean by that is that if you read a text, just to give an example, and you have to ask these terrible questions about what that text means, right? Or you have to use flashcards. You can do that if you want to, but that is really poor in terms of acquiring a language. So uh, again, fully I agree, fully uh, agree. So yeah. it, the, the problem nowadays is that we have, everybody's got little time, right? Quote unquote. And if you have one hour right. a day, right? Imagine you have a slot of 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you spend 25 minutes mm-hmm. toying with Duolingo and then you have five minutes to listen to a podcast, then your language room is going downhill. So I think we should actually right. flip, you know, flip the perspective and uh, on its side and say, okay, well, let's do it this way. If Duolingo, uh, can help you, for example, get engaged a little bit. You can use it maybe in the beginning um, for five minutes to get into the session, your right. language learning session. But then again, call me old fashioned, but I believe that fundamentally language learning happens first subconsciously. And then when we right. understand messages and when we engage in stuff that is interesting and content rich, and by content rich, I mean uh, people talking, for example, um, in a podcast. That is great. That is one of the things I recommend. It's one simple rule. Listen to people engaging in conversations. This is how I learned Chinese. I was on LinkQ and these guys were talking about super interesting stuff. The earthquake uh, that happened in, uh, I don't remember, Guangzhou or super interesting stuff. So I was thinking, this is what I want to do. It's like engaging with people talking instead of playing with flashcards or playing toying with duolingo and everything else so again if you if if the people listening to us want to use flashcards because they got this dopamine shot they want to do duolingo that's fine but that would be that should be 10 five percent of the time that you spend uh every day on language learning this is my take of course but everybody is different Uh, i agree i agree i agree or and sometimes if it's structured properly that it's part of uh, say a 15 minute interesting um, podcast fully accurately transcribed, but you're able to go into some of those sentences. And it's also with a thing like matching pairs where you, you're not getting it wrong. It's very easy. You know, it's either right or you can try again kind of thing. Easy, no failure, slight effort uh, at getting at some of the details, but I agree with you, it's five, 10%. That is, gives me a chance to segue into the subject of chat GPT. So you're making the point that we want to engage. I think this is important, even if we're speaking or writing to people, we want to engage with the language in high resonance situations. So chat GPT, it's, it's called the generational pre-trained text, I think. 
So what it is, it only deals with text. So you can't talk to GPD, GPT, right? But you can generate text. So I did a variety of things, experimenting with it. First of all, I asked ChatGPT how it applies to language learning. So by the way, you can find ChatGPT on the internet. It's not an app, but you basically, you know, keep that website on your, you know, top of your screen there. You can go there anytime you want and ask a question. So first question I asked was, you know, how does it apply to language learning? And they basically said, well, you can chat with the GPT. And so you can have a conversation. Not something I would do. I'm not interested in having a conversation with a machine. Uh, and you can't speak to it. You can only type because it's text based. I mean, you can, you know, record it, uh, you know, create text with a dictation software somewhere else, but chat GPT won't do it. So then the second thing they said, it can correct your mistakes. So you send in your message in whatever you're studying, Urdu, and back it comes corrected. Maybe the only application I see is if I've got slightly inaccurate transcripts of something, I'll send it there. They can correct it, put in punctuation. Not a big one. The third one was it can provide you with explanations or examples of grammar. So I went in and I said, give me 10 examples of, uh, you know, the instrumental case in Russian. Uh, it right away gives you 10 examples, two of which were wrong, but I'm assuming they'll get better, right? Uh, I said, get one of the 10 basic grammar principles in Spanish. And one of them, they gave me 10. Of course, Serena Star is there, basic. You, know, you can get it wrong, it doesn't matter really for communication. But one of them was, you have to use the personal pronoun with the verb. That's wrong uh, in Spanish. Uh, uh, and then to me, the biggest one is generation of learning content. Like we're thinking for Link, we might like simplify something that's very difficult so that a learner can have a first pass through something that's been simplified and then go at it a second time with, you know, more words that he has to learn or she, uh, or say, tell me a story. You can go to chat GPT and say, create a story using high frequency vocabulary that talks about a fisherman and they'll produce a story in, uh, in, in whatever language in Italian. And then you can go in there and use that as learning material. So, just a quick summary. Those were the four things that they recommended. And uh, what's your reaction to where, where do you think the greatest application might be? So I used it a, a kind of uh, the, way, uh, the way you used it or the way they suggested. I've been toying with it a little bit, but my colleague is doing a lot of research into figuring out how to do this mm -hmm. also, not just for language learning, but also for production of content, for example, for um, writing stuff that we want to produce, also for YouTube videos. There's a, a variety of ways in which you can mm -hmm. use it. Specifically speaking about language learning, I believe that one thing that would be very beneficial is, again, um, the creation of content. I tried it with Serbian. I've been learning Serbian for a year now. And I, I said something like, mm -hmm. I gave him this, um, create a story of an Italian guy um, charging to Serbia and fall in love with, an, uh, with a Serbian girl, right? And, and uh, you have mm -hmm. to use 350 words. So it created a story. Um, and that's fine. I've been toying it with it. I think I think um, I had this very interesting conversation with a with another YouTuber, who's a very good friend of mine, Rocky. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the fact that mm -hmm. the the ChatGPT is it can be a great tool, but it doesn't have to be a substitute, a replacement for the way we think. Like if we uh, and how we think. If we rely too much on machines, mm -hmm. then we run the risk of not thinking. Uh, anymore. That's the first thing. And when it comes to language learning, I got to tell mm -hmm. you the truth. 
there's so much content out there and you can create mm. your own content even without GPT, chat GPT that I, I haven't used it that much. I might use it, but not, not necessarily for language learning, uh, but for other things. It might facilitate um, you know, some tasks like writing some articles can give me ideas. But the idea for me is always, okay, right. give me some ideas, then I'm gonna develop them. So I never rely, mm -hmm. not even 50%, I just, be it content creation, uh, language learning, uh, or, or not. Call me old fashioned, I'm still like kind of a little bit resistant no, I'm with sometimes. You. So um, when it comes to, you know, there's a revolution coming about, I'm always saying, okay, well, just let me give me, give me a second, right? I always rely on some very solid tools I, that I believe are solid tools. I think it will change a lot of things, ChatGPT, but I believe that language learning still happens here. And I think the whole, still uh, thinking with your own head and using your head to, for problem solving, for content creation, like everybody's talking about GPT nowadays, but the reality is that with the tools we now have, with the other tools that the internet provides and technology provides in general, we mm -hmm. can do so many things when it comes to content creation and language learning. So ChatGPT might be at the top of the pyramid in the sense that if you wanna use it, that's fine, but I'm not in a rush to use it because I'm learning, I'm very comfortable the way I use uh, the tools I already have at my disposal to learn languages. This is just my take, of course. Everybody uh, has I, a different I, I agree idea. with you. You know, if I go back to your example of, uh, of a podcast discussion about an earthquake in China and people, real live voices and real people, that is, you know, that grabs you, that's high resonance. So, and if you told Chat GPT to create a story about an earthquake in China, I mean, how interesting is that? It's not authentic, it's not real. Uh, on the other hand, if you had to create a press release on something, you might go to Chat GPT Again, I'm not sure that you wouldn't be further ahead to use your own imagination to create a press release, you know, that that really meant something to you. Uh, and also in terms of grammar, I mean, I, I asked ChatGPT for, you know, examples of, let's say, the instrumental case. If I Google instrumental case in Russian, I'm going to yeah. get so many different websites with explanations and examples, which are actually produced by people and that are correct. So yep. I don't have to question whether this thing from ChatGPT is correct or not. Yep. So, yeah, but it's early days, it's early days. And I was uh, learning Korean and they had an, I downloaded an article from uh, Jungang Ilbo or some, uh, somewhere. And they were talking about ChatGPT and neighbor in Korea that's coming up with theirs and the Chinese and, and Bing. And so there's a lot of competition now. And, and, and the other thing too, is we're getting ChatGPT free of charge. There's an enormous investment in computing power. So it's not going to be free going forward. So it's nope. a bit of a flashy object right now and, and there could be applications, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I agree with you. Technology favors the language learner. It's not gonna make it unnecessary to learn languages. I think that's kind of a conclusion. We don't know how we're gonna use each individual example of of um, you know technology, but technology is coming our way. It's bringing language learner learning you know closer to us. I think that's kind of a, a conclusion, in, in my view. What do you say? Agreed. Uh, I think again, I, I have two two points. The first thing is that 
the human being, uh, you know, sometimes people, when they, when they tell me, oh, so, you know, why you're learning languages in 20 years, you will not need to learn languages anymore. I think it's BS, pardon my French, in the sense that human beings right. have right. have a desire to communicate so there's you cannot replace a machine with the fact that you can speak directly with a human being uh, by voice that's right. the first thing and the second right. important thing is that yes of course technology is going to change the world the world is changing very fast technology is like stepping right. up so to speak but the reality is that i believe that we still have to rely on our brain and use the tools in a savvy way otherwise technology is going to devour us I, I really like uh, a quote i don't remember exactly who said that but um when i read it it really stuck with me i said um screens devour your time while books feed your mind you know so uh, you have I, of, very good very good of, of course i i like i like we spend a lot of time in front of a screen whether we want it or not but when i read a book the, the thing that happens is that it really stimulates my imagination. And also when mm -hmm. I'm in front of a screen, time changes. Like you can, you can spend four hours watching YouTube stuff and then four hours go by and you realize, oh, I've spent four hours doing that. While you're reading a book, your brain is working so much that and your imagination mm -hmm. stimulates your imagination that really you feel like it's feeding it's food for your mind so i always say screens devour your mind while books feed it and you have to find a balance it's difficult nowadays not to spend time in front of a screen we're doing it right now to talk but i believe that a right, savvy combination right. of um I, I still I like saying that books are an incredible technology back in the day when they were invented it's an amazing technology that's still that, nowadays that killer you know, app it's a killer yep. reading is the, the killer ultimate. app uh, absolutely reading i is agree with you like really it's reading listening reading and listening this can do uh can work wonders for everyone so uh again uh to uh, conclude absolutely conclude is just use all the tools that you have whether they're digital or not digital um and and use your head <laughs> because this is how we live our life in a, in a in a savvy wise way you know no matter the technology Absolutely. Thank you, Luca. And by the way, we're also going to have a conversation on Luca's channel. I'm going to leave a link to Luca's channel and we'll be talking about something quite different. So you won't be uh, having to hear a rehash of what we just had uh, right now. Thank you. Yes. And Thank look you. forward to speaking, you, speaking with you further. Thank you. Thank bye you, bye. Steve. Thank you.